When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, still a lot of talk about Nashville. This is a different kind of, quote, mass shooting that we haven't seen, the reaction to it. Um, You know, let's start with this reaction from the president. Uh, This has left people speechless. Yeah, so Senator Josh Hawley yesterday said, hey, this was a, a targeted attack, a hate crime against Christians. Um, and so I, and so the president was asked if he agrees with that sentiment. And I think you can say, you know, if you're in a position of authority, hey, we, we don't know. Uh, we're still waiting for uh, the police to finish their investigation into this. Um, or say something like that, noncommittal. But this dude actually cracked a joke about it. Joe Biden did. Roll it. I, I have no idea. Josh Hawley believes they were. What are you saying to that? Well, I probably don't then. <laughs> I'll be oh, I'm no, I have no idea. So you're just you're just going to make the little joke about somebody because they're a Republican when I mean, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Again, man, I think we had the same conversation yesterday. Does he do that 15 years ago? Because he was a gaff monster. Yeah, I mean, forever. So it's possible. Or is that senility? I don't know. Either way, it's awful. Well, the difference is 15 years ago, you would have understood him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than closed caption insults. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, he's been around the game long enough, and you've made this point, both of you guys have made this point before, to know how to handle a question like that. Hey, we don't know. There's an investigation. Whatever it might be. Oh, I have no idea. You have no idea. That's the worst answer you could possibly yeah. bring out. It means you're not paying attention at all. Well, and, and then you go on to make a joke about a guy mm-hmm. that is on the other side of the aisle from you. The great uniter, Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. Such a joke. He's a garbage, man. Um, you know, one story. We talked a lot about the police in this situation, and a lot of people now have seen the video of the cops going in. And I don't know if you had this thought, but I was thinking in my head, for you know anybody that's thought, oh, police are bad. We've got to do something about you know police reform to give you just a visual of what it's like for cops. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, going into different situations, you'd have no idea what you're going into. And cops do this every day in cities across America. I thought, I hope people come away from that with some reverence. What that job is for a lot of people. Yeah. You know what I mean. There was one story I hadn't seen till I saw this at Daily Wire, and maybe you already heard this. Um, the lady that was the head of that school in Nashville, the Covenant School, mm-hmm. we knew she got killed. What he didn't know is she was running toward the shooter. 
when she got killed. Have you heard that before? I had not heard that. That's news to me. Yeah, I started seeing that about Dr. Catherine Kuntz, who was hearing gunfire and then was helping to get people to shelter in place. Apparently, she had been leading the charge in uh, preparation for any sort of active shooter uh, situation. Uh, And so, yeah, she was going to, to try to protect these kids. That's pretty remarkable. That was the uh, Russ Pulley, the Nashville Metro Council rep, former uh, special agent for the FBI, former state trooper, uh, wrote on social media, the headmaster, Dr. Kuntz, upon hearing the first shots, ran toward the danger. She also made sure the school was prepared with active shooter training and protocols. Just thought that should be recognized. You know, and I suppose, you know, it's not just to take shots at the people involved in Valdi, but it's it makes that situation all the more heart wrenching. Yeah, it's kind of hard to uh, to not think of that immediately, knowing that that tragedy could have been much less mm-hmm. had it been for or had it not been for cowardly police officers. I mean, I watching uh, I think the Texas Tribune put out. Uh, some more video, sort of this step-by-step analysis, body cam footage and things like that from Uvalde. And you heard people saying, hey, we need more rifles. There's like four rifles in the in the hall. They, they were well-equipped to go in there. And one of them said something to the effect of, I'm not trying to get KO'd today. Like, okay, well, you need to never be a cop again if that's your mindset, one. But, you know, to see what these poli- what competent police officers and what a whole lot of other police officers in this country uh, are capable of doing when it all hits the fan, I think is it's a good reminder of how how many real professionals are out there after the bad taste of Evaldi uh, that was left in our mouths. Yeah, totally agree. And the other thing after this happens, you know, different angle to all this is what would the reaction be from media? And you knew it would be bad. So let me ask this question. Is it worse than you even thought or about par for the course? It's worse to me. Yeah, I agree. Okay. 100% agree. Um, I knew it was going to be bad. I knew that. But I I never thought everybody would be on board. uh, Kylie Griswold writes for The Federalist. She did this piece saying, I've fixed it for you. Here's what the vilest headlines about the Nashville school shooting should have said. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and so she goes through this, and she starts with Reuters with the headline, Former Christian School Student Kills Three Children, Three Staff in Nashville Shooting. Mm. And she goes on talking about how this was characterized, and then her fix-it headline is, Transgender Killer Murders Three Christian School Children, Three Staff in Possible Hate Crime. That's just one example. Yeah. The next one, MSNBC. Six are dead in Nashville. Let's revisit how much the Tennessee GOP loves guns. Golly. That's reprehensible, man. Yep. It really is. That one written by Hayes Brown at MSNBC. Um, and it's written here by Kylie. Corporate media and the other Democrats, including teachers unions, head Randy Weingarten and President Joe Biden, are working hard to spin this latest tragedy as if it were the product of Republican support for the Second Amendment. It goes through and then fixes the headline to say, Nashville shooter killed innocent children after deeming other target too secure. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She goes on to the Huffington Post. Gun-loving GOP congressman from Nashville torched for response to school shooting. I know that one gets an eye roll from you, David. Well. And as Kylie points out, um, (laughs) that's Andy Ogles, who represents the district where the Covenant school shooting occurred, posted a Christmas photo with his family toting guns. For this reason, a law-abiding American legally owning firearms, handling them responsibly with his family and taking a photo more than a year before an unrelated attack, uh, he apparently isn't allowed to offer thoughts and prayers for families of these shooting victims. So, Kylie fixed the headline to say, crickets, there's no story here. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much right, yes. Yes. Uh, From Newsweek, the headline was, drag shows and gender-affirming care for minors were banned in Tennessee this month, while assault weapons remain legal. I'll just... Okay. Kylie always sets up why she is going to change the headline, but she fixes it to say, Tennessee moved to protect minors from same-gender-bending interventions embraced by radical trans killer. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Want any more? A couple more? Sure. USA Today, their headline, police on Monday afternoon said that the shooter was a transgender man. Officials had initially misidentified the gender of the shooter. Okay. Um, Kylie points out this was less a social headline and more just an update in a breaking news Twitter thread, but it's still ridiculous. Um, As some have pointed out, someone seems to be more concerned about properly gendering the monster who did this than focusing on the children murdered for simply loving Jesus. So the fixed headline, just delete the tweet. And it goes on. Um, from the New York Times to the Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, Chicago Tribune, and fixes them all. And I thought that was just a great piece of what she did. Well, it's as if those children and those those adults had it coming. Yes, you I mean, made that point. Th- so have you, th- David. This is this this is how I feel when I read this stuff. Yes, I'm like wait a minute here. Who's the victim? Yeah, who were the victims? Well, and the the last one I'll just mention the NBC News. Yeah, and I know I, this one drove you crazy. Was this the Terry Moran clip? This is the oh. fear pervades Tennessee's trans community amid focus on Nashville shooters' gender identity. Yeah, yeah, up yours, NBC News. And honestly, uh, they talked to some uh, trans weirdo activist who's like, our community is now in fear more than ever because the police irresponsibly uh, put out the gender identity of the killer. And, ah, oh, this is so bad for woe is me, woe is me, we're living in fear. And my first reaction, honestly, was, well, good. You know, I, I, and not, not because I want to see anybody else get hurt. I don't. But I, I hope that you can channel a healthy fear into realizing how tone-deaf and unself-aware you are, you freaking narcissist. Your first reaction after kids get murdered is to run to NBC News and talk about how it hurts you? Are you freaking out of your mind? And NBC seeks them out because they want the headline, too. Oh, yeah. You don't know how many people they had to go through before they found somebody. Golly. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's, it's a Rolodex full. Kylie fixed the headline. Trans activists spin the death of Nashville Christian school kids to be about themselves. Well, and yep, yeah, that's, they did. That's Absolutely, they pretty did. accurate because it's always about them, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Good night, man. Okay, switching gears. 
Alejandro Mayorkas. Yeah. Ooh. What a joke. This could be my favorite soundbite of the day. Department yeah. of Homeland Security. He's secured the border, you know. He's said it many times. That's what he says, yeah. Um, and he was uh, under questioning by senators yesterday. And uh, Ted Cruz just went off on him. I don't know if we have time right now to get through all of it. It's great. Can we can we sample one before we get to the oh, rest? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this doesn't really need an introduction, does it? No. 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 Let's look at CBP encounters. You can see 500,000, 500,000. It drops to the lowest level, and boom, what happens? You show up, and that red line is you. That red line is Joe Biden. Yep. And you're claiming nothing happened. Oh, gosh, th this was here before us. No, you made the decision to allow this to happen. Let me ask you, we now have over 5.5 million people who've entered this country illegally under Joe Biden. How many murderers have you released into America? Senator, I'm not aware of any murderer whom we've... So you don't know? Into the, into, Senator, let me say something. If Do you, you know? If you take a look at... No, no, you, you don't get to give a speech. Do you know how many murderers you've released? To... We're just getting warmed up on that one. <laughs> That's the back of my hand feel. <laughs> Boy, Mayorkas, he tries to sort of divert, shy away from the question. Ted's not going to have it. So we'll get to that. And then, David, you got the story about the Arizona governor's spokeswoman. Classless tweet you won't believe. Straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, this is fun. Alejandro Mayorkas has to answer Ted Cruz's questions, but he doesn't really want to answer the questions. Yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't. And so Ted Cruz is just going off on him, showing him the, this graph of how, how many more millions, literally millions, of people have come into the country illegally under Joe Biden and uh, just yelling at him here. And usually I'm not a fan of uh, stupid little speeches, but it is good to watch this guy get rhetorically bee slapped. Oh, uh, a guy like Alejandro Mayorkas. I, I will say I, I'm, I'm, I'm calling this one an exception here as Ted Cruz just tears into the Homeland Security Secretary. Well, guys should have been out of that job. Now it's be years ago. Mr. Secretary, I want to say to you right now, it is your behavior is disgraceful, and if you had integrity, you would resign. Yes. And I will tell you, the men and women of the Border Patrol, they've never had a political leader undermine them. They despise you, Mr. Secretary, because you're willing to let children be raped to follow political orders. This is a crisis. It's a disgrace. And you won't even admit this human tragedy is a crisis. Claiming one minute, Chairman Time, Mr. Secretary, would you like to respond to any of those questions? What the senator said was revolting. I'm not going to address it. It's revolting. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> well, yes, it's true. And I mean, it's on you, dude. They, they just created a Disneyland fast pass for people coming into the country in order to try to make the stat sheet look better. No, they're not interested in actually securing the border. They're not interested in any of it. They're just interested in lying to the American people while unleashing a wave of chaos in our nation. So, you know, I, And I did like that. And there, there was another part of that where Ted Cruz was talking about people drowning, trying to come in. Yeah. Yeah. And they know all this stuff. They ignore it. They don't care. It's because that's what their whole plan was from the get-go to let people in. They don't care about people. No. It's an absolute joke. I'm glad he called him out that way. I, I will say this. I, I, I was enjoying the fired-up Ted Cruz so much. I, 
I went back to something. I haven't done this in years. Okay. Oh man, but, I remember this. But it was something that uh, we did and we had fun with back in 2015 and 2016. Uh, whenever Ted Cruz gets worked up, mm-hmm. I feel like there's an inner monologue that's happening that Ted, because you know he's not going to necessarily just go out and curse in public, right. but you know what he really wants to say. So I have gone back and edited this, I think, to reflect accurately what Ted Cruz really wanted to say. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, this would have been way back in the years you were in the hospital with your heart attack, Scott. I've never heard this. And and David would alter some Ted Cruz audio to make it sound like he was swearing. Some people were getting really mad at you for doing it. Other people thought it was the funniest thing they'd ever heard in their life. Um, So, yeah, let's enjoy this. Roll it. 500,000, 500,000. It drops to the lowest level, and boom, what happens? You show up. It's a good start. You made the decision to allow this to happen. I want to say to you right now. (laughs) (laughs) The female dog line. I got to hear that little part again. I want to say to you right now, the men and women of the Border Patrol despise you, Mr. Secretary. And if you had integrity, you would resign. The triumphant return of Curse and Cruz. <laughs> yes. I love it. Thank you, David. I needed that. It was really good. That's good. Uh saw this story uh on a lighter note. I've I've heard of different people trying to sneak booze into concerts before, but never quite like this. Um <laughs> this was in Australia. A woman named Alexandria Funnel. And this whole thing is making the rounds online. She posted a video from a Bon Iver concert. Okay. Uh, she and her friend didn't want to wait in line at the bar to overpay for drinks, so she bought a loaf of sourdough bread, hollowed it out, and hit a bottle of wine in it. <laughs> wow. Oh. I mean, me being the former flask in the boot guy is saying, you know what, that's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> Because the venue doesn't let you bring your own alcohol, but does allow food. I feel like security's not going to bother checking. <laughs> so the video shows her pouring a glass of wine from it's... the bread while she and her friend are just laughing. Told <laughs> a reporter they'd already paid $200 a ticket, wanted to save a little money. Yeah. And she made garlic bread after the show. I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> we were just doing preemptive communion. All right? <laughs> they didn't go there to rock. They went there to drink. That's for sure. Bon Iver. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. The Millennial David Van Camp, the Sexy Boomer. That's Scott Robbins. Okay, this killer in Nashville has a manifesto. Mm-hmm. But there's trans people that don't want it released? Well, there, there's it's the radical activist class. I want to make okay. that distinction here. But, yeah. Uh, well, the cops aren't releasing the manifesto because they say it's an open investigation. However, they are saying that eventually it will be uh, released. Uh, but <laughs> I saw this in Newsweek. Uh, calls for police to release the manifesto that assor- authorities say was written ahead of Monday's Nashville school shooting has prompted concern among LGBTQ plus groups who cautioned against the publication of such a document. Uh, Jordan Budd. The uh, executive director for one of these activist groups says it should not be published. The focus should be on how this was able to happen in the first place. This should uh, not be such 
e- or there should not be such easy access to deadly weaponry. And they're actually worried that it would engender hatred and fear of trans people who are already marginalized and all this stuff. It's like, well, I mean, if we're talking about red flags and whatnot, I mean, liberals are, are and some Republicans, too, are loving these red flag laws. Well, we ought to know what red flags we should be looking for, right? Well, not only that, but it seems like the message from that, quote, community often is we're not even seen. We're not heard. Yeah. Well, this person has a manifesto, and you're saying you don't want them to be seen or heard? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because it's going to reflect poorly on the, quote, community? That's a joke. Yeah, because, again— What are you trying to hide? If the person was any different, in other words, of their skin color or their their religious persuasion or whatever, we'd know about it. Oh, my gosh. Listen, if this was a MAGA bro who shot up a school like that, the manifesto <laughs> would have already was been... was a Baptist, yeah. Right, would have mm-hmm. already been published. Oh, yeah. It would have been leaked. Yes. It's incredible. So what's in there? I think you already know. Uh, you can only imagine. Yeah, right. But I think it's a snapshot into someone's mental state. Sure. How they got there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and again, I think you're right if... And I wonder this, too, because, you know, the FBI is involved. It's not just the police in Nashville. And so they're going to, you know, continue to review until the investigation's over. And then we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, man, used to be I wouldn't think two things about that. But after everything we've seen out of the FBI in the last few years, some sort of message gets suppressed for the, quote, greater good. Whatever that's supposed to mean? No, I think the truth shall set you free. What is the truth in the manifesto? Yeah. What was the thoughts of this deranged person? I think we should know that. And withholding information for political advantage is not cool. So, I mean, we don't know the names of Jeffrey Epstein's clients. We don't know what's Hunter, Hunter Biden's laptop. There's a lot of things we don't know because it's been suppressed. Sure. So, what's the deal, man? It's a great question. What are we protecting? Okay, David, I mentioned the Arizona governor spokeswoman. You had that story. What what did they tweet? Jocelyn Berry, uh, the uh, spokeswoman for or the press secretary for the new Democratic governor of Arizona, Katie Hobbs, was responding uh, to some comments. And this is just hours after it was confirmed. That, in fact, this was a, uh, a trans terrorist who murdered a bunch of kids at a school in, in, in Nashville. And it included a GIF from the 1980 movie Gloria showing a woman brandishing two handguns. And her caption was, us when we see transphobes. <laughs> that's one of those things. That's a no-brainer. You're fired. Oh, boy, you, yeah. You can't, oh, absolutely. You are not representing the elected official that you are supposed to be representing very well unless katie hobbs agrees with it that it's okay to use violence if you think that people are uh are 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 transphobic or whatever but as of right now they have a job Uh, as far as i know yes wow I mean, I mean, really, how how is it that I mean, they liberals really give away the game all the time, right? Because they were they were obsessed with this conspiracy theory that Donald Trump was sending secret hand signals to neo Nazis by doing the OK sign. Right. They were convinced it was dog whistle that dog whistle this coded language. 
<laughs> aimed at white supremacist groups across the country, which are the number one terrorist threat that we face today. But in this case, you have the press secretary for a Democrat governor using an image of somebody brandishing two firearms wow. right after this transgender person shot up a school. Really? That's okay? That's fair game. Oh, and we're going to go after that one lawmaker from Tennessee who posted a Christmas photo once right. of he and his family carrying guns. That guy's evil. This lady, oh, that's not no problem. I got a hand Bad sign people. for you. You can understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. There's other stuff out there. I know always looking around at the big stories. <clears throat> there are also other stories. May not be the biggest of the day, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? Man, a theologian at a school in England has been fired for repeating Christian doctrine. This is wild, Dude, man. Aaron Edwards. When I saw this, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I remember talking about this, and it's been 10 years ago now. Mm -hmm. Like, this this is where we're headed. This is how crazy this is going to get, and yeah. now you see it. It's wild. Aaron Edwards taught at Cliff College. In February, he tweeted, quote, homosexuality is invading the church. Evangelicals no longer see the severity of this because they're busy apologizing for their apparently barbaric homophobia, whether or not it's true. If a sin is no longer sin, we no longer need a savior, which mm -hmm. is in line with what is written in the Bible. I mean, it just is. If you disagree with it or whatever, that, that, that's up to you. But right. that is actually biblically accurate. That's theologically sound reasoning. Yes. Um, and apparently that brought a swift response and termination by the college. He was asked to take down the tweet and said, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. And he was also threatened with being reported to authorities as a terrorist for his views. Now, in the U.K., wow, that is actually something that can get you in trouble with the law, speaking freely if it harms a marginalized group. And that's, I mean, <laughs> that's on its way. You just don't know how long from now, if it keeps going on the trajectory it's going. That's coming here. You know it is. You know, and I remember bringing this up, having this conversation at the time with our old producer and and talking about this, saying, you know, at the same time, you know, it, you're living with your girlfriend, okay? And you're not sleeping on the couch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's also sinful now i'm dude that doesn't mean i think any different of you you know what i mean but for me to say if you were to ask me is that a sin well yeah it is i'm concerned about my own sin in my own life but to say that's not a sin or that the bible doesn't say homosexuality is a sin that's a lie because it does and i remember him looking at me going what <laughs> I'm like no i mean there are a lot of things that are sinful and if you want to say, well, Christians, you know, they, they look at some sins different. Okay, maybe fair enough. But it is biblically accurate to mm -hmm. say that is a sin. And you know what? So for my story today, it's somewhat related to this. Um, and we'll get to your story in a second, Scott, but since it kind of dovetails on this, you see this a lot in Christian circles, especially, and I, I'm not trying to broad brush it, um, younger authors. Um, have their takes on thing. And this was a young female, quote unquote, Christian author and her take on what happened in Nashville and about uh, common sense gun reform. 
okay? And I bring this up <laughs> because I think every, you know, Christian generation, and it's getting less and less as we know if you look at the numbers, comes up. They, they sort of want to shoot holes in what they were taught growing up. It's almost like, yeah, I know what your music was. I want my music to be different. I want my Christianity to be different than yours and what you taught me when I was growing up. You see that, I think, a lot. Okay? But I want your reaction to this. It starts saying, I'd like to speak to evangelicals. If you're like me, you spent most of your life being told that you have to vote Republican to be a good Christian. You look confused, David. Well, I... I would tell you this, if there's uh, any minister who tells you to vote for any political party in order to be a good Christian, leave that Mm -hmm. church. You know, anymore, I don't know I'd agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, you're voting for a full ticket now, Mm -hmm. and it's gone so crazy. I I don't don't know, honestly, how you can vote Democrat right now. No, I want the banner. That's a tough one. I want the banner to drop midway through the sermon. (laughs) (laughs) But, but going along with the author here saying, I understand if your convictions prevent you from voting Democrat, but let me be clear. You can withdraw your support from candidates who won't pass meaningful gun reform. You can inform candidates and legislators that they will not have your coveted evangelical vote if they accepted donations from the NRA or seek to block meaningful gun reform. See, now you're going nuts. Well, somebody explain to me what meaningful gun reform means. They don't what the do hell it. does it mean? They, you, don't they do say it. it all the time. It sounds good. I have no idea what and, you mean. And for a whole lot of people that just don't want to see kids get killed in school anymore, they say, yeah, you go, girl. That's awesome. But they don't understand the I complexity just, of the entire issue. Well, I, It drives you crazy. You, you can't throw something out there and not be able to describe what it is you're asking for. I don't even know what that means. Goes on to say. I also know that you've been told that laws don't change hearts, only God changes hearts. But you are allowed to use the same logic by which you fought for legislation around abortion. What? Laws against abortion won't change people's hearts, probably won't stop all abortions. Yet you support these laws because they are seen as a safeguard for the innocent. The same can be true about gun reform. Reaction, David? (laughs) You seem confused by that. Well... Um, an abortion is inherently fatal. Yes. For for an unborn child. That that's the point of it. The point of it is to kill. It's it's not it's not even close to the same issue as firearms. I hate it when people try to combine those two things because it just makes no sense. It's it's one of these shallow intellectual uh, uh, arguments that sounds good in a tweet. But as soon as you start to pick it apart, it makes absolutely no sense. Well, and then for time's sake, I'll shorten it up. Goes on to talk about the Constitution and how some people, she thinks, I guess, are thinking that it was God breathed. I've never been told that in my life. Were a lot of the founders people of faith? Yes. Was it Judeo Christian values? Yes. But I don't know of anyone that said the Constitution was God-breathed. And then to go on and say, America is not the kingdom of God. It never was. And to think it was is dangerously misinformed nostalgia. 
as a Christian person, I've never heard anyone say America is the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Have you? It's like the straw man BS all the time. And the worst, I get to the very end. Um, so I will speak out on this, and you can too. Don't be afraid. It's okay to break rank and file. I pray evangelicals are not remembered as people who love their weapons more than they love their children. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think they yeah. do this on purpose to get clicks, like they're under the click deadline. No, I, I, I think it's just people who've never really actually known anybody or had an open mind, an open conversation with somebody who does support your right to defend yourself. I mean, one of the reasons why a lot of us get and own or carry firearms is because we want to protect our families. Absolutely. (laughs) Man, that really gets me, dude. Of all of the people I know that are Christians and gun owners to suggest, well, (laughs) it seems like they love their guns more than their kids. Are you freaking serious? How condescending is that? Right. Okay, what's your story, Scott? Well, it's been a while since we talked about PETA, but they're back in the news today. An example of them comes to us from Baltimore today, where the group has released a new video and advertisement campaign intended to end cruelty to animals. Now, I'm all for ending cruelty to animals. I'm an animal guy. I love animals. But, however... Now, PETA wants you to understand that crabs are clever little people. As, <laughs> I'm not making this up. As such, you shouldn't be cooking or eating them. That's right. Crabs. <laughs> now, it goes on. It starts with, humans have been mocking those, li- those they find a little different forever. I don't know about you, but I don't remember one time in my life, and I've been around longer than you guys have, one time have I mocked a crab. Ever Mm-mm. in my life. I've eaten I've a lot of crabs. Pointed at, I've, eaten them, I've eaten them, yeah. But I've not pointed and laughed at them. Well, the one time that I knew you had them, you got rid of them, too. Well, yeah. But that's a story for Get another those time. those tiny little combs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, one of your old buddies, Madonna. She's got something to say about this whole trance thing right now. We've got to get to that. Much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, what's Madonna doing, David? Well, real, real quick, some housekeeping uh, here. An update to a story we just had earlier. Mm-hmm. Katie Hobbs, the Democrat governor of Arizona, her uh, press secretary, uh, on the same day that a trans person murdered three children and three adults at uh, Covenant School in Nashville, Uh, tweeted out hours after it was apparent that it was a trans person who had done it, posted a reaction meme of a woman double-wielding handguns with the caption, us when we see trans folks. (laughs) Terrible decision. The update is this. Apparently she has resigned. Good. She was given the option. Well, yeah. Fired or resigned. Good. Mm -hmm. Should be. Now, Madonna. Yeah. Madonna just announced that she's adding a Nashville stop on her upcoming celebration tour. Uh, Made the announcement on Monday saying that she added the Nashville concert because of new Tennessee laws that severely restrict drag shows and, well, say that kids can't get sex changes. Oh, my gosh. So she is trying to profit off of what just happened with this tragedy. Looks like it, yes. Yeah, yeah, she's great live. Yeah. You want to pay your money to see that? Be my guest. Some plastic-looking person. 
Oh my gosh. It's He's been touring 40 years. His face, her face has been touring 18 months. <laughs> ah! Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, we all knew it was going to happen. Tragedy in Nashville. Thinking about those kids and the three adults that were killed. And it was going to be guns, guns, guns for the next few days. And the same talking points that have been thrown out there time and time again. And it's like you can predict all of this. Mm -hmm. It does seem to get a little worse as far as the rhetoric goes. But I guess Biden brought out the flamethrower line. Yeah, yeah, he's back to his usual lies here as he was uh, speaking about his call for a uh, so-called assault weapons ban. Because he's done it before and it worked. Yeah, but it, it didn't work. Right. But no one ever corrects that, see? But he's back out there. No, we need to act. These are weapons of war. I'm a Second Amendment guy. I have two shotguns. My sons have shotguns. Well, time out. Uh-oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. We- Huh? Well, I not want to have said that. I don't know. Yeah, see, here's the thing. When you talk about common sense, gun safety laws and whatnot, Hunter Biden should be ineligible to own firearms. In fact, he lied on a background check form. We know that. That's a fact that's not really in dispute. Correct. Uh, and part of that is because, well, he had a little drug addiction. And yeah. he sought medical treatment for that. Uh, and he lied about it on a background check form. So, so Joe, if you really want to set the example about getting guns out of the hands of people who should not have them, start with your crackhead son, okay? Yeah, like my son Hunter can't have guns anymore. Yeah, right. No, that's not, that's not what he said. My sons have shotguns. You know, but our states, you know, everybody thinks somehow the Second Amendment is absolute. You're not allowed to go out and own a an automatic weapon. You're not allowed to own a machine gun. You're not allowed to own a flamethrower. You're not allowed to own so many other things. Why in God's name do we allow these weapons of war on our streets? Depending on the state where you live in, you absolutely can own all of those things. The other thing, this, uh, I mean, it happens every time. You start getting into the specifics of what they're talking about, and then you come away with the fact that it would have done nothing to prevent this particular shooting. Right. That happens a lot. Not going to talk about the mental health of this person. They don't want to talk about it, especially when it's a trans person or non-binary. A lot of times media just forgets the story altogether. Mm-hmm. This one's a little bit different, so they're still on it. But you don't want to talk about those types of things or soft targets. I read a great quote today by a guy named Joel Berry. I don't know much about Joel Berry, but Mm -hmm. he said, if you keep telling mentally ill children that people disagreeing with them is literal genocide, eventually one of them is going to pick up a weapon. Sounds right. I totally agree with that. Anybody who disagrees with you wants you dead. Yeah. Here's the other thing, man with the gun issue. And I said this to you the other day, David, 
because they're talking about, you know, assault weapons. And I said, okay, what is meant by that? Are you talking about long guns? Are you talking about semi-automatic pistols? What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. It's never really defined. After all these go-rounds, you would think here is the definition of yeah. what they're talking about proposing. I, if, if it's out there, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? No. Well, they, I, I think it was a uh, catch-all buzzword that caught on with the 94 ban, but the 94 ban had specific firearms that were listed as not available for sale. Right now, really what they're talking about is scary-looking guns. Okay. All right. So, but when they talk about mass shootings and how many there are in America, like what's the number? One hundred and thirty-nine so far this year. No, that's what. Yeah, I mean, that's what they say. Yeah, that that's but what. They what are they omitting when they bring that stat out? Well, they they're they're omitting a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, one is that uh, you're not talking about uh, in most cases somebody going into a school or a place of worship. You're talking about gang violence, right? But they don't want to say that. No, they don't, because then they would have to face the fact that their precious progressive DAs are at least somewhat to blame for a lot of those gang shootings. And you take away the, quote, long guns. Does it do anything about those mass shootings? No, it doesn't. Of course not. So yesterday, as Alejandro Mayorkas had to answer questions from Congress, the rep from Louisiana uh Senator John Kennedy. Yeah, he's great. Well, he wanted to ask about, hey, do you do you support this ban on assault weapons? And here's the back and forth. Mr. Secretary, do you agree with the president that we should ban the private ownership of assault weapons in America? Senator, I do. What is an assault weapon? It is, for example, an AK-47. Uh, can you give me a definition other than just pointing to a specific weapon? Would there be other weapons besides an AK-47 you would ban? Uh, there uh, uh, very well are. And I remember when I was a federal prosecutor uh, in the Central District of California. You're already shaking your head, Scott, because you know, here I we go. I just always go down the same path, don't they? Back when I was a prosecutor, uh -huh. let me filibuster this a little while longer until everybody's bored and wants to move on. Yep. From September 25th, 1989 to, I believe it was April 2001. Uh, and I thank you for uh, your all service. Of the, but all you could the law enforcement, the, yeah. the vast majority of law enforcement officers, uh, leaders uh, with whom I worked, uh, uh, were Again. in a... What is it, dude? What is it? Assault yeah. weapons Mr. Chairman, you know why we get so frustrated with you? Because you won't give straight answers. I think I just did. No, you did. No, you did. Do you have an, a, def, a definition of an assault weapon? Okay. Uh, I am confident there is a technical definition of what is an assault weapon, uh, and it was uh, assuredly used uh, in the context of the statute that previously existed banning assault weapons. <laughs> but he won't give it. Be over here bashing my head into the wall. Yes. That's why I suggest the dog collar. <laughs> I've suggested it before with yep. Mayorkas. I think it's a trial run. You know, it's like the shot clock in baseball. You start it in the minors. You start the dog collar with Mayorkas. Anytime <laughs> he lies or doesn't answer the question, <laughs> pay money to see it. He can't answer the question Gosh. because he doesn't know what the answer is. A joke, man. Just an absolute joke. Uh, other news. I saw this headline in Hot Air, and it... Seriously, 
I looked at him like, yeah, what did happen? Whatever happened to the Trump indictment? Yeah. Do you know, David? Uh, well, I, I guess the grand jury is still deliberating, and there are some indications that the case may be falling apart. I do wonder, uh, again, I, I have no crystal ball. I have no insider knowledge of this. I'm just watching it from afar like everybody else and reading whatever is available. Um, and you never know with these types of things. But there there were reports that within the DA's office when it was out and when Trump was circulating the idea that he was going to be indicted last Tuesday, um, people within the DA's office were trying to convince Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan DA, to let this go. And you're hearing more and more pressure from that. I mean, even uh, Democrat Senator uh, Sheldon Whitehouse, a.k.a. Sheldon White's only, because he goes to a yeah. very exclusive yachting club <laughs> that doesn't have any black people in it. No. Yeah. Uh, loves to talk about systemic racism, though. Yes, he does. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, even he is saying, well, this is probably the weakest of all the cases. And it seems like for political purposes, there are other Democrats out there saying, Alvin, 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 this is not the one we want to be first. We want it to be about January 6th, election <laughs> interference. That's what we want. We don't want this porn star payout. Right. To be the thing. And so I wonder if the pressure is coming on, is coming down on him. And I wonder if he's having that sort of internal deliberation as to whether or not this is actually worth it in the end. But again, Bragg, he ran on this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do you save face? It's a I very mean, how do you do it? I mean, you have to keep perpetuating this, don't you? I suppose. But it hasn't happened yet. No. And then there's a story about the arrest of a leftist terrorist. Yeah. And a half-eaten burrito has to do with this story, David. This is yeah, so weird. This is, this is a, a great story here. So we've been wondering, hey, when are people going to start getting arrested for firebombing pro-life pregnancy resource centers? Mm-hmm. When is that going to happen? And, you know, our, our wise and powerful Attorney General Merrick Garland oh, said, well, it's hard to do it because they commit these crimes at night and sometimes they wear masks. <laughs> right. Okay. Anyway, one was on the case. Yeah. Uh, And it was uh, thanks to DNA gleaned from a half-eaten burrito that that led to the arrest of this person. This was a firebombing that happened in May of last year uh, at the Madison headquarters of an anti-abortion group, Wisconsin Family Action. Uh, Hridindu Sankar Rachowdhury, I believe is how you say the last name. Heck yeah. 29 Nailed years it. old, was, arre- was arrested at Boston Logan International Airport with a one-way ticket to Guatemala City. Hmm. <laughs> Apparently, uh, they identified this person with the help of DNA evidence found on a partially eaten burrito that was thrown away in a fast food bag back in March. Police have been tracking this dude's movements on security cameras since January after tying two people uh, to visually similar cursive writing graffiti on the grounds of the state capitol in January. So they're like, hey, wait a minute, this seems to be a match for what we found at the at the pro-life center uh, that was firebombed. Um, and then they grabbed his half-eaten burrito and they, they went CSI on him, man. It's incredible. <laughs> so the moral is... of the story is always finish your burrito. Yeah, what kind of freak only eats half of it? <laughs> well, you know, you used to rip on me for just wanting half a donut. And you said, no, no one does that. No you don't want to do that. that. No. I mean, you wonder if you. But you didn't gnaw on half of it and then put it back. No, broke it off. Right, exactly. You didn't want, you know, all of it.
but yeah. That would be also interesting with one of these guys like Mayorkas or Merrick Garland. You know, and what what is your view of the half-eaten burrito or donut? Is that okay? And they still probably couldn't answer right. the question. Uh, I haven't thought about uh, that question. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just haven't thought about that question. Uh, I, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the president has uh, made clear that we are... Uh, yeah, right. Of course. <laughs> we should always eat our donuts. <laughs> hey, kids are, are starving. I can't and, uh, eat sprinkles no, because no, no, no. I'm so shaky. They fall off. <laughs> Guess who ABC is uh, blaming for the church shooting? We'll get to that and much more straight ahead right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right. David, ABC is blaming what for the church shooting in Nashville? Oh, well, it's those Republicans in the state legislature, obviously. Okay. You talk about blaming the victim here. It's like, well, you know, these, these kids, they live in this state where they have... These evil people believe that the Second Amendment means something. Ah, how dare they? Now, I want to play a fun game with you. ABC News did this rundown of gun laws in Tennessee, and I want you to tell me which of these supposedly evil restrictions okay. are to blame for this nut job going in and killing kids and administrators at this school. Uh, as the article goes, over the last few years, gun laws in Tennessee have become less strict after lawmakers approved legislation that removed requirements for permits and background checks. They didn't remove anything for background checks. Okay, Buy so gun fake from a, news. Yeah, uh, they, number one. What they're talking about is permitless carry. Uh, in some places, it's known as constitutional carry, where you can carry uh, your pistol without having a license. There are still restrictions on that. You can't just go anywhere you want with a gun. Okay. Um, but how does that have anything to do with this case? She shot through the window. Yeah, nothing. Of nothing, door. actually. Nothing okay. at all. Uh, and currently, there are no requirements for back or or for background checks or trainings for handgun owners in Tennessee. Well, n- there are still background checks. If you buy it from a gun dealer, you still go through a background check. They're just saying the licensing part of it. Uh, if you don't want to get a license and you want a constitutional carry. That's fine, and obviously constitutional carry, you wouldn't be asking the state for permission or the federal government for permission. So, again, this has nothing to do with what this monster did. Uh, They point out there are restrictions. Uh, Firearms are not permitted if it is not concealed on or about the person and must be unloaded, uh, and the owner is not allowed to carry the ammunition of those long guns, rifles, on their person or in their immediate vicinity, according to the law. So, again, she was breaking the law in more ways than one. This is textbook how media does this every time. And, oh, the state prohibits guns from being brought to locations like schools. Well, there's another law that... Right. That that she broke any place that serves alcohol, public parks, courts and government buildings, private businesses are allowed to prohibit firearms, etc. Oh, but now state lawmakers have introduced gun related bills that would allow permit carriers to bring their weapons to college campuses. So if you went the extra mile to get a permit, you can carry it. Texas has something similar to that. Again, nothing to do with what happened. Not at all. In Nashville. Uh, and another bill that would allow school staff members to carry a handgun if they're licensed, if they go through the protocol. Yes, they can, and that might have helped in this situation, honestly. Yep. Uh, and there, 
One of the bills, though, I just want to point this out, is introduced by a guy who has the single greatest name in politics. Oh. Representative Rusty Grills. Whoa. Is his name. Yeah. Rusty Grills? Rusty I Grills. I worked with him in the early 80s. We're <laughs> <laughs> get some polish. He was yeah. a seven midnight jock. So, yeah. So they Top say 10 these, 10. Yeah. these lax gun laws are to blame for it, but, that, but none of those things no. contributed to what happened here. I've also heard the parents are to blame because they just couldn't accept this trans person's new identity. Oh, the, we yeah, can the get into that later. Yeah. Yes, the parents Please. are the Oh, I know. Yeah. That's really something. Speaking of parenting, um, a parenting expert says there's only one phrase every parent should use on their kid. Want to know what it is? You can be the judge if it's, it's okay. good advice or not. Because you see parenting expert. Does that mean anything to anybody nope, anymore? Not no, a thing. Not really. Okay. Um, so you look at him and say this. It can be really hard to be a kid, right? No matter what they're going through, you just say that. It says you don't need to memorize a word for word. Anything close to that's fine. The point is to show them you understand their point of view and you're on their side. Okay. <laughs> I. It's not from my school. I think I've said many times, uh, you think it's tough now? Yeah. You better enjoy it because it's all downhill from yeah, here. Yeah, this, this is, these are the greatest times of your life. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't quite say that because I don't think that's necessarily true. If you remember your 20s, Scott, <laughs> what I'm saying is. I had a pretty good time in my 20s. Yeah, but it's going to be tougher as you go. That's it. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, biggest story today, David. The absolute insanity that we're seeing in reaction to this Nashville school shooting. I mean, it it is worse than I even thought it would be. You knew it was going to be rough, but, I mean, there's there's actual victim blaming going on here. Very much and, so. And you've got some of these uh, radical trans activist groups out there saying, yes. well, you know, hatred comes with a cost. Like what, <laughs> banning sex change operations for children? For children. Is the reason why this person went and killed people, and you think that's legitimate? Yeah, it's something, man. Yep. Um, well, there, and we'll get to this too. The trans radical group that said, "Well, the shooter had no other way to be seen." God. Oh God! Are you kidding? Ghouls. We'll get to that next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley. I am the Gen Xer. The Millennial. David Van Camp. The Sexy Boomer. Scott Robbins. Okay. I don't even know where you want to start with this nonsense. We got to cover this. Well, there are a few different things we got to get to here in just a couple of minutes. We got to get the reparations. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is a very funny story. Are but we still we get talking there, about this? Before we get there, uh, apparently this insane person in Nashville that killed six people had no other way to be seen mm-hmm. other than to do what they did. According to who? Uh, The Trans Resistance Network, a far-left transgender collective, put out the statement uh, in the wake of the Covenant School shooting by the uh, transgender person Audrey Hale. Um, So they start off in the statement, there's nothing we can offer that will comfort the hurt or ease the sorrow. We mourn with you. Okay, stop there. That's that's fine. Okay, step step away now, right? Oh, no, they go on. Oh. Uh, The second and more complex tragedy is that Aiden or Audrey Hale, who felt uh, he had no (laughs) 
had no other effective way to be seen than to lash out by taking the life of others and by consequence himself. Okay, time out for a second. How would they know that? The only thing that we've seen so far, correct me if I'm wrong on this, is the text exchange with their friend. Yeah. We, I haven't seen anything about this person saying, I, I just couldn't be seen. Yeah. The person said, I need to die. And something terrible is going to happen. So how did they get that narrative? Did they just make it up? They can, well, they can mind read the dead? They, they write that we do know that uh, life for transgender people is very difficult and made more difficult in the preceding month by a virtual avalanche of anti-trans legislation and public call-outs by right-wing personalities and political figures for nothing less than the genocidal eradication of trans people from society. Okay, hold on a second. I don't know if you want to try to take that apart bit by bit, or should we just let it stand as nonsense? Well, it's, it is nonsense. Nobody's trying to commit a genocide against trans people. Nobody is proposing bills to commit a genocide against trans people. What is anti-trans legislation? Are you talking about keeping kids from puberty blockers? And having their genitals mutilated, is that what we're talking about? That's yes. anti-trans? That's what they're saying, yes. Yeah, that's that's the basis of the argument, yeah. Okay. So you are saying, no, we won't stay away from the kids or it's anti-trans. Yes. Yes. Well, that's ridiculous. And they, they ended the statement with the ominous, hate has consequences. Yes. So they're making the argument that these kids had it coming. And if, so, you, if you don't affirm them... You're the problem. Yeah, dude. It's you. If I know, you disagree with them or don't affirm with them, no, I, you're the problem. Okay. Do I really believe this, that they meant to say this? I don't really know. But I think you could make the argument. What in their saying in a certain way is by hate has consequences. If, we, if you don't let us do what we want trying to influence your kids, we're going to kill them. Or you, or both. Yes. Well, yeah, there is definitely an implicit threat in there. Yes. Well, there's Trans Day of Vengeance coming up. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, I guess if... Is this still true, that David, if you're sharing that on Twitter, your account's frozen. Yeah, they were doing that, and the explanation I heard was they didn't want to... hype the event so some people were using were sharing the image saying how reprehensible it was right and then it was automatically getting flagged and taken down if you had included in the original text uh trans day of vengeance or whatever they were trying to stop a potential domestic terrorist threat okay all right that's topic for another time this statement though (laughs) denial of our existence is anyone trying to stop a trans adult from being a trans adult? Nope. No, trying to stop, you know, pervs from going into ladies' locker rooms at the gym. Yes, that's happening. You know, there's... Absolutely. What about women's rights, for crying out loud? Right. Trying to say, hey, maybe maybe it's not fair that uh, a man who had never been a cyclist in his life... Uh, becomes a professional cyclist and then cleans up in just four years because now he's identifying as a woman. Yeah, let's let's put a stop to that. That's not genocide. That's called a, a level right. playing field for people. 
six foot three inch swimmer decides he's a woman and right. uh, crushes all the records. Or that woman at the Wii Spa in California when there's a kid around and the person is walking around with it hanging out yes. mm -hmm. who had already been in trouble for what? Some sort of sex crime and then was arrested again. Yeah. And so that lady, by calling it out, would be what? Hateful? For saying what she said yeah. at the time? What sexual orientation? I see a d it lets me know he's a man. He is a man. He is not no female. And shouldn't be with the women at the spa, especially in front of a kid. There's no such thing as transgender. He has a d Okay? He has a penis. He has penis is hanging out. <laughs> she just called it like it was. I huh? have a right to feel comfortable yes. without a man yes. exposing himself. Okay? No, you go somewhere else. Yeah, she had it right. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay. And then you have the story of a drag queen preacher? Yeah, drag queen preacher. Well, this drag queen preacher has shown us all that it's not ever possible to be woke enough. I mean, again, this is, this is the new religion, is, is wokeness. James Admins is a digital minister at uh, Fort Washington Collegiate Church in New York, and he performs as, um, this is just what his stage name is, which includes the stage of the pulpit, apparently, uh, Marjorie Johnson. Oh, boy. Marge, uh, Aaron, John, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, and he, uh, he took some time to lecture the United Church of Christ for being too white. Yeah, you're accepting a drag queen, but you're racist still. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness. Now I understand where this comes from. I'm like, is this like, do do drag people have their own sort of church? No, they're they're saying they're a Christian quote church, right? Yeah. But the congregation accepting of that, I mean, brainwashed enough to accept that, but still, you have work to do. Yes. Because. Okay, I got to hear this. Roll it. If the UCC was really as open and affirming as it claims to be then there would be trans people of color in every UCC church. But that would also require the UCC to reckon with its white supremacy culture. 90% of the UCC is white. And if you look a little deep into the history, you will see that the UCC has its roots in American colonialism. Of course it does. We are on the growing edge, my friends. And that oh. means that there will be more drag preachers. Amen? Gee, why why is religion dying in the United States? Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's hey, gonna cut him down. Better repent fast. <laughs> it's gonna get hot there. Wow. <laughs> just really want to have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with this dude and just ask him, what God are you worshiping? Yeah. <laughs> That's a great question. Okay. It really is insane, dude. It really is. That's Let's... where they wear the long robes. You don't know. <laughs> uh, reparations. Speaking of ridiculous news, yeah. uh, more talk of this all the time. I know San Francisco. <laughs> That's just batting us crazy, dude. Mm -hmm. Talking about, what, $5 million yeah. in reparations? Yeah. Well, um, But this is an advocate 
but doesn't know where the money's coming from? Yeah, the city of Evanston, Illinois, was actually the first city in the nation to offer, offer reparations to qualifying black residents. It initially came in the form of $25,000 for a new home or renovations to a current home dealing with uh, like redlining from, I think it was 1920 to the late 60s, maybe. Okay. Um, and so it was saying, okay, if you were directly affected by that, you're in line for a $25,000 grant to go through a home renovation or a down payment on a new home, something like that. Mm-hmm. Robin Sue Simmons was the activist who pushed it, and uh, she's pushing other cities to do the same. By the way, in Evanston, they're also now moving forward with straight-up cash, $25,000 cash money on the table. Uh, but like in San Francisco, uh, she was asked, uh, you know, where local leaders, like you mentioned, are looking at giving $5 million to qualifying black people. She was asked during an interview on CNN, do you know where that money comes from, though? Like, wh- how does this work? Okay. Obviously, she's been at the forefront of this. She knows, right? It has taken longer um, than than we expected. And some of those challenges have been really underestimating operationalizing the work. How will they pay each resident? I don't know. And and so those are the challenges that we all have as municipalities. <laughs> Just I don't d- know. She pulls a Mr. Spicoli. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to write it on the board for everybody to see. You don't know how you're going to pay. Everybody deserves the cash here. No idea how to pay for it. It's just magic. It's utopia money. Mm-hmm. Okay. East man. Are we in the end times? I'm losing it. No, I'm it's bro- I've been broken. No. It's official at this moment. I'm broken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm back. Yeah. I think it's this okay. This is nuts. Holy cow. Okay. Oh, man. It is. We've reached it. You know why? Next headline I have. We had planned this out before the show. I'm not making it up. A dating poll found it's a great time to be a short, bald guy. That's a lie. Is it any more ridiculous than any other headline we just Oh, covered? no, no. I think bald guys should get reparation, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been, you've been waving that flag for years, yeah, Scott. you got to live with it, man. That's need, not hard, you know. We need short, bald guy equity, definitely. I agree. Yeah. Even, even like, taller bald guy equity. Thank you. Bald guy <clears throat> equity in general. Yes. I would say in the last decade, I'm I'm new to the bald thing. I think I can officially be saying that I'm bald now. It's just a, it's like chicken fur up there now. Yeah. So I think I qualify. It's fuzzy. Yeah, thank you. Um, this dating poll said that, well, a third of people, women, I think, looking for a dude said that being bald and under 5'7 would have no impact <laughs> on their decision to date. Yeah, right. And 36% said they'd feel more comfortable making the first move on a guy who's short or missing oh. some of the hair up top. Mm-hmm. And so people were saying because of this, well... That's pretty good news because if these guys were lacking any confidence, you might not have to do anything. Just sort of stand there and put out your aura. You know? He's just happy to be there. Heck yeah. And you don't mind making the first move because if he gets a little bit too hand, handsy, you can just get up on the kitchen counter and reach you. <laughs> wow, that's good one. Really, man. Like he's got little alligator arms he can't reach. <laughs> Dang. It's like a it's like a kitten jumping for a toy on a string. <laughs> <laughs> Except there's a little 
<laughs> little guy who's bald. They also say in the story that there's part of these statistics that seem backhanded. And that is, according to the poll, one benefit of dating a guy who's short and bald is that he probably won't cheat on you. <laughs> yeah, no options, man. He's happy to be there. That's reality. You, you've ever talked to different ladies about dating history or different guys? You ever ever date a guy that you weren't that attracted to in the beginning or that you would say wasn't exactly handsome? Part of the appeal, and this is anecdotal, but I've heard this from several people, was that at least, you know, I had been cheated on. He's not going to cheat on me, which doesn't stand the test of time often, because if they have an opportunity, they cheat. Again, anecdotal. 72% said they'd be less worried their man would cheat if he was short, bald, or seen as less attractive, <laughs> the less attractive one in the relationship. You could also argue those guys are not used to having any other opportunities. Yeah, he's not going to cheat on you, but you're going to cheat on him with a better-looking guy. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> but he won't care because he's just glad you're there, even part-time. See, we really do need to start the dating show with Scott Robbins. No, we don't. Dating advice with Scott I'll Robbins. I'll give you advice. I don't know any women who are sitting around going, you know what I really want, a bald guy. Question, these conversations never come up. 63% said singles say personality more important than looks. <laughs> he doesn't believe it. How about money? News update next, right here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. What is this? Idiocy Wednesday. Sonny Hostin said what? Oh, I just love this. It's an ABC news anchor, Sonny Hostin. <laughs> That is a news show. That's what they say. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's under the umbrella. Yep. Yeah. Uh, ABC News anchor Sonny Hostin had an incredible take while they were kicking around the idea of American exceptionalism. Okay. Play it. Let's hear this. Here we go. As a woman of color with a six foot two black kid in college and a five foot seven, five foot eight black kid in high school. I don't see that part of American exceptionalism. I'm sorry. I think this country has a lot of problems that could be solved. Yes, maybe they're putting uh, Muslims in jail in Afghanistan, I think you mentioned, and China. China. They're putting a lot of black, more black people in jail but here. But can I ask? Yeah, yeah they, got, they got concentration oh, camps oh, in China. Oh, oh, oh. But... Is she comparing that to the Uyghur Muslims? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. They compl- they're completely off the rails. I mean, that she is a huge racist. Well, yes. Huge. Okay. I'm trying to make sense of what she's saying there. I know that you can't. She's talking about having tall kids. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but her point is, but black people are still being put in jail, yeah. and that's worse than the Chinese concentration camps. Yeah. Because in China, those people are put in those camps for no other reason than their religion. Yes. So she's saying that black people in the United States, the only reason they're being put in jail is because they are black. And she's got yeah. two children. Yeah. yeah. The, the kids of a multimillionaire who is actually a trained lawyer who has risen the ranks and is now co-hosting a news program on ABC News. Yes says that American exceptionalism is a myth. Okay. And that black people are being hunted down and thrown in prison for no Mm -hmm. other reason than the color of their skin. They didn't break any laws. Mm -hmm. 
like the Uyghur Muslims. You'd rather have your kids over there than here. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> that breaks all records for her. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, David, do you have an update or do you want to get to the Biden first? Oh, uh, we uh, we can we can start off with the Biden here. OK, um, Joe Biden, he's going back to his usual lies and talking points after the tragedy in um, in Nashville that happened earlier this week. And he's talking about, you know, banning assault rifles and how dangerous. Did you know deer don't need Kevlar vests? That's that's what we're we're told. He also said you can't own a flamethrower, which is surprising to a lot of people who bought flamethrowers from Elon Musk. Yeah. I've been out selling cookies, raising money for deers with for Kevlar vests. <laughs> Charity, I'm right. Yeah. It's and, hard to get them on those damn things, though. You yeah. don't like it. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's it's back to the the usual stuff. I mean, here's here's Joe yesterday talking about it. Okay. You know, I know you see on television, it's not just merely the, the weapon in terms of it's, that it's semi-automatic in effect, but the velocity with which it comes out of that muzzle. Semi-automatic? What is he talking about? Semi-automatic in effect. Didn't know it is a semi-automatic rifle. He doesn't know any of this stuff. I mean, or if he ever did, he forgot it. What it does when it hits the body. Most bullets would go just straight through and out. Leaving, but it blows up once it's inside your body. It, the, Is he talking about hollow points? It, it doesn't blow up. It, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I guess th- this is the problem when you try to feed a guy talking points when he's in advanced stages of senility is that a lot of things that he says just doesn't make sense. I guess you can kind of glean what he's trying to get at here, but no, they don't go kaboom when they're in their body. It's devastating. There's no question about it. I mean, right. You know, this thing's coming out of the gun at, what, 2,000 feet per second or something like that. And and the bullets are designed to tumble, so they cause immense damage. That is absolutely true. But they don't, like, they don't blow up. I don't... The way they mythologize these guns is is something, man. And I am begging somebody in the Democratic Party and somebody in national news media make a point to actually talk to people who know something about firearms before spouting off these talking points. That would help. I mean, this is the same guy who said that a nine millimeter bullet can blow the lungs out of a body. Okay. Hmm. So sometimes it seems to me, tell me if I'm wrong. It's he's talking about the different guns. There's a difference also in bullets, Joe, (laughs) of what you're using. Yeah. As far as the effect of stopping a threat, I mean, my goodness, dude. And, but he promises he's a Second Amendment guy. Right. Yeah, two shotguns. Right. His sons have them, even though one would have one illegally now. Mm-hmm. Well, the other one's no longer with us. And right. I'm not making light of that at all. No. But as David mentioned earlier in the show, as far as Hunter Biden, he shouldn't be allowed to have a gun. No, and he lied on a background check form. Yes. 
So and still got the gun. Still got the that gun. That ended up in a dumpster because <laughs> of his brother's widow thinking he had lost his mind, and she threw it there. Mm-hmm. It's quite a tale. Yeah. I mean, you have some of the most reckless people with firearms in Joe's immediate family. Start with them first. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, Hallie, the the widow who wound up shacking up with Hunter for a little while there. It's like, let's start with you. One, if you want to get rid of a gun, you don't throw it in a garbage can. You don't, you don't just toss it and call it good, okay? That's not a good way of disposing of a firearm that you don't want. And then yeah. also, your crackhead son should not have his firearms. The other thing that is so frustrating to me, because the legacy media outlets and the left, every time something like the tragedy in Nashville happens, it's guns, guns, guns. Very rarely do we get around to talking about the mental health aspect of all of these shootings. There are 400 million guns in the United States. Okay, even if you got your wish, and we're going to start stop selling these weapons of war, you think this is going to stop? They don't want to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. No. It, it It's infuriating. And I mean, listen, man. There'll be plenty of time to have the conversation about schools and soft targets. And I'm not going to speak for the Christian school in Nashville. If I'm to guess, it would be possibly we didn't think we would need a school resource officer or someone armed at the school. I don't know. But that's part of reality Mm -hmm. of where we're at now. More of that conversation later. Don't need to have it today. What's the news update? Oh, man. All right. So uh, Biden's interior secretary, Deb Holland, was asked uh, a series of simple questions about production of oil and gas. Deb Holland is one of the biggest green weenie people in the Biden administration, the one who's trying to make rules to make it impossible to drill for oil or to produce gas on federal lands. I mean, this she is she really is the driving force. So you would think at least she kind of knows what she's talking about, right? Does she have money invested in it? Well, I'm not sure about that. I'm sure she does have some <laughs> something in her portfolio that okay. would benefit from a green transition. Yeah. So she's being asked a series of questions about this. Now, the the whole clip, we don't have to play the whole thing. The whole clip is about three minutes and 30 seconds. Okay. And so you'll get a sense of it after about a minute. Maybe even less than that. But just tell me when you want me to stop it, start it, when you want to move on, okay? Because this is astounding. This is is what the adults being back in charge, trademark, sounds like in the Biden administration. All right, Scotty, you ready? Yeah, let's go. Here we go. So, Madam Secretary, is it your policy that critical minerals should be sourced from countries that are stewards of the environment, like the U.S. and our allies, or sourced from Russia and China that don't share our same values? Congressman, what I'll say is the president is committed to... Pretty much a yes and no. It's your policy, madam. um, Our policy is to um, work to make sure we have the best... um, I'll take that as a maybe. So are you aware that China produces more emissions than any other other country on the planet? 
I have probably read that somewhere. Are you also aware that China produces 90 percent of the world? Probably read, read it somewhere. somewhere. You care so much about the environment, and you probably read well, that somewhere. Yeah, the answer is freaking that. kidding. I think, yeah. I, I think I saw it on a, I don't know a headline on a newsstand at the airport or something. I don't know. I, maybe I heard that somewhere through the transom. That's incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. Okay. I'm trying to think in my head how many, quote, experts, some more trustworthy than others, on this topic, I mean, will randomly state, well, yeah, China and India, they're the worst, by far worse than the United States. And I forget what the number is, like three to one, Mm -hmm. China alone. But she thinks she read it somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's just freaking great. Congratulations. (laughs) You're the expert. Okay, go ahead. World's plastic from four rivers. I will take that as, as. Have you also you also are aware that China is the biggest offender on illegal fishing? Thank you, Chair. Congressman. Have you read the Department of Interior report Hold on, on sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Does that mean thanks for the information? Like I didn't know that. She thanks. Didn't know that. I didn't know. I think, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thank you. Thanks. thanks. Thank you. Such I... a strong leader, this woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Minerals dated December 17. December 17th of 2021? Uh, 2017. 2017. I have not read that full report from 2017. Are you aware that China controls by proxy production the supply chain of critical minerals that are critical to both the EV world and defense? Thank you for that information. No. Hold on. (laughs) You didn't. You didn't know that China controls the minerals that we need. No. <laughs> this, is this another make a wish? Yeah, well, yeah. They 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 put her in charge of the uh, Department of Interior because she would be the first Native American woman to oh. serve in that capacity. You 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 really she didn't? thought the Department of Interior was everything inside. <laughs> I read a lot about interior decorating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love curtains. I All didn't right. read about anything about China and electric vehicles in Red Book. Dang. No. I'm in the wrong place. I'm in the wrong meeting, fellas. I was measuring Minerals. grapes what? yesterday. What are you talking about? <laughs> Minerals? What does that have to do with electric cars? <laughs> <laughs> This is astounding. It is, right? Okay, keep going. This is too good. Are you aware by multiple studies that in order to satisfy the present requirements of EV and critical minerals of defense, it would take an increase of 2,000% of mining for 20 years? Are you aware of that? Thank you for the information, Congressman. (laughs) Are you also... So basically what we've learned, tell me if I'm wrong. Biden's cabinet. Yeah. Go and learn something from people that know, because you obviously don't. Sorry to yell. This is unreal, man. The country is coming apart at the freaking seams, led by these freaking morons. It's unreal. Dude, we're three jamokes on the radio. We're the same people we've always been. This isn't hard to figure out. Right. Gosh dang it, I am. Today's the day I got broken. Man, I didn't realize I didn't learn anything about international fishing rules and regulations during my trip to Pier 1. No. (laughs) What is this? How much more of this do you have left? There's more than a, there's about a minute 10 left. 
Well, let's we're we're knee deep in it now. Why not? Yeah. Oh, you got to finish. Yeah. We got to go, right. Jocko, on this. Yeah. Good. Let's get it done. So aware that Northern Minnesota is home to those critical minerals that are necessary for EV and our defense department. I think there are critical minerals are across our country. Yes. Did you before? <laughs> critical mi- minerals aren't in Minnesota's house. They're in your house, in my house. In Kansas' house, in Texas, Arizona. Don't forget Utah. <laughs> Do you feel Mr. Potter will steal all the minerals? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Don't you remember that old shack you used to have in West Virginia? <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Before you put a moratorium to identify and fast track those sources of critical minerals that you just mentioned. Are you talking about in Minnesota and the boundary waters? You had mentioned that there's other places within the United States that also hold critical minerals that are required for the country. Did you identify those and have you fast-tracked the production or permitting We are or identification? Th- in Minnesota particularly? Across our country, can you pick any place that you've identified for an alternative to critical minerals to fast track so we're not vulnerable to China and Russia for our very critical economy, both in defense and EV? We are working currently on identifying those critical minerals. That is um, uh, with the U.S. Geological Survey, and of course, we. But you would identify. And you would agree that not having the critical minerals identified and produced in this country would present a security problem and prevent us from moving ahead on multiple issues. And we're vulnerable to China. All right, yeah. That's uh, just, the whole world gone crazy! That, the answer is yes. That's the long and short of it. Holy mackerel. Whoa! Seriously, that... It tells you so much. As excruciating and hilarious at the same time, it is. It tells you so much about where we're at right now. Okay. Um, and we still got to get to that piece about the reality of the trans school shooter. Journalists don't know what to say. Straight ahead. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, Scott, I think both of your takes spot on when you say the media and the handling of the tragedy in Nashville is worse than we even expected. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're expecting it to be pretty bad. It's terrible. It's brutal. I mean, as an example, like ABC, Terry Moran the other day. Oh, gosh. Also said uh, that the shooter has been identified as 28-year-old female Audrey Hale, said she's a former student of the school, and confirmed that Audrey Hale was a, identified herself as a transgender person. Uh, at state of Tennessee earlier this month passed and the governor signed a bill that banned transgender medical care for minors, as well as uh, a law that prohibited adult entertainment including male and female impersonators after a series of drag show controversy you know was that necessary to this story did that add anything to the story well other than a, the in political commentary implication well, well they of course that's the implication yeah with the puberty blockers for the kids and 
the mutilation of kids' genitals. Well, the implication and then is it drag shows on public land. It's but the still fault everywhere of else. the government of that state yeah. for what happened. What a piece of garbage that! I mean, I I saw that live, and I'm yelling at my TV. Well, and yeah, and, and it's been talked about. Newsweek take, takes it a step further and says, you know, drag shows and gender affirming care were banned in Tennessee this month, while assault weapons remain legal. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's well, that's another go to position. Yeah. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It truly is. All right, I know there's other news out there. David, um, who said there's no regrets about Afghanistan? Oh, this is Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. Are you kidding me? in the House of Representatives. Yes, he was asked, do you have any regrets about the way that the whole Afghanistan withdrawal went down? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, this yeah. show today might set the record for clips of idiocy. Roll it. Do you have regrets about the withdrawal from Afghanistan? I support the president's decision. Do you have regrets of, about the withdrawal or how the withdrawal occurred from Afghanistan that cost the lives of 13 of our service members? I, I don't have any regrets. Uh, you don't have um, any regrets. Secretary Austin, uh, it's very telling. Hey, listen, our, our, our troops evacuated 124,000 people off of that airfield. Has anyone and- been held accountable? If a Navy captain grounded a ship, what happens immediately? Typically, that, that captain is removed. That captain is removed. Has anyone been held accountable for what happened in Afghanistan? To my knowledge, no. <laughs> Anybody held accountable for anything in this administration? Well, no, of course not. No. No. I can remember that at the time saying no one's been fired for this. No one. Well, except the guy that complained that we don't have leadership in the military because of Lloyd Austin and Millie and the rest. And the drag queen luggage stealer. Oh, my goodness, man. Yeah, our country needs help fast. Jeez. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day, David? Uh, biggest story of the day. There are there are a few out there. Of course, the uh, updates that we're hearing out of Nashville about the tragedy that occurred there on Monday. Um, and then also, I, I think this is for levity's sake. Okay. Okay. I want to revisit Ted Cruz. Just manhandling the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. Because that's like, that's like chicken soup for my soul, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, he deserves it. I mean, from everything that's happened with the border issue since Biden has taken over, how many lives have been lost because of that? We, we won't have any idea for a long time. We'll get to that. And the Robin Trifecta straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Action. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robin. His top three, the trifecta in a few. News update, David Van Camp. I want to revisit this again. and I, I, I want to revisit this pretty much any day that I get frustrated, which is these days every day. But Very it's uh, right now. Homeland Security Chief Alejandro Mayorkas testifying in the Senate about the border crisis. Ten, uh, Senator Ted Cruz just completely ripped this guy a new one. Deservingly so. And man. it is phenomenal to listen to. Yeah, it is. Well, just roll it. Roll it. Let's look at CBP encounters. You can see 500,000, 500,000. It drops to the lowest level, and boom, what happens? You show up, and that red line is you. That red line is Joe Biden. 
And you're claiming nothing happened. Oh, gosh, th this was here before us. No, you made the decision to allow this to happen. Let me ask you, we now have over 5.5 million people who've entered this country illegally under Joe Biden. How many murderers have you released into America? Senator, I'm not aware of any murderer whom we've So you don't know? Into the, into, Senator, let me say something. If Do you, you know? If you take a look at... No, no, you, you don't get to give a speech. Do you know how many murderers you've released? To, I'm just trying to answer your question, How many Senator. rapists have you released? Senator, I'm trying Do you to know? answer your question. You can answer, I know or I don't know. Senator, any individual who poses a public safety threat... How many child molesters have you released? ...and removed... He doesn't know and he doesn't want to know. No. And like they always do, they don't answer the question. No, of course not. So frustrating. So then it goes on. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. then Ted wraps it up in a, in a way that leaves Alejandro Mayorkas literally shaking. <laughs> Mr. Secretary, I want to say to you right now, it is your behavior is disgraceful, and if you had integrity, you would resign. And I will tell you, the men and women of the Border Patrol, they've never had a political leader undermine them. They despise you, Mr. Secretary, because you're willing to let children be raped to follow political orders. This is a crisis. It's a disgrace. And you won't even admit this human tragedy is a crisis. Claiming one minute chairman time, Mr. Secretary, would you like to respond to any of those questions? What the senator said was revolting. I'm not going to address it. No, of course no, you're not. No, not at all. Ted's talking about all the people that have wanted to come across that have drowned or died in other ways. And we all agree that's a tragedy. We all agree what happened in Nashville is a tragedy. But it's really interesting the way the left treats the tragedy in Nashville as opposed to turning a blind eye to all of the deaths that were avoidable that have happened because of the border issue, all by design from the Biden administration. Mm -hmm. And the sorry excuse for the director of Homeland Security. Yeah. Remember the worst Mayor thing Business. we had with kids in cages, that narrative for a while? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. That seems like a, the good old days now, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, man, it does. Honestly, yeah. It's been brutal. Yeah. But it's just brutal. To try to put a smile on your face, though, I, I want to do something that I used to do years ago and haven't done in quite some time. But I, I enjoy doing this when Ted Cruz goes Hulk. It's my version of what I'm picturing Ted Cruz actually saying. This is not what he actually said, but I like to edit the audio to make it to make his point come across a little bit better. Yeah, I think the difference now, the first time I remember you doing this was spring uh, 2016 mm -hmm. during the presidential campaign or the yeah. primary, and people thought you were disrespecting Ted Cruz because he wouldn't use such language. Right. A lot of people thought it was funny. Now I think pretty much everybody thinks it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I got lots of requests for it today. Yep. <laughs> this is what Ted would like to say in the opinion of David. 500,000, 500,000, it drops to the lowest level, and boom, what happens? You show up. <laughs> <laughs> you made the decision to allow this to happen. <laughs> I want to say to you right now. See, that's the subtle one that I like. When he goes female dog on it. I want to say to you right now, the men and women of the Border Patrol despise you, Mr. Secretary. And if you had integrity, you would resign. Awesome. Hulk Cruz. Mad. Yes. That's a Marvel character right there. Yes. Yeah. We needed that today. Yes, we really we did. did. Thank you. All right, Robin, you ready for your three? Yeah, let's go. Right. Are you ready? One, two, three. Look at my shoe. Oh, yeah.
It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, the Scott Robbins trifecta, always helped by his hero. Hey, buddy. Hi, it's me, Casey. Opening day tomorrow. We're going to watch a little baseball, huh? Yes. All right, good. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> three. Number three, I love a good story like this. An armed grandma stopped a robber in his tracks. Oh, man, I love this story. A, a Houston grandmother, would-be robber, pulls up at her sole food truck. It's called Elite Eats around 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. Southwest Houston. Asked what kind of food the truck had. She started to tell her the guy sticks a gun in the window. Give me your money. He points the firearm at her. She reaches down and grabs her gun. His gun jams. She shoots him. Dead guy. Well. Dead guy. Well, well, well. Saving the taxpayers of Texas plenty of money. Now that that's out of the way. Righteous kill, Mm self-defense. That's what the Second Amendment's about. Are you going to say it, David? F-A-F-O? Well, yeah. I mean, don't mess around. (laughs) Uh, are you kidding me? You're trying to rob uh, an old lady who runs a soul food truck in yeah. southwest Houston? You really yeah. don't think she's packing? Are you nuts? No, he thought he you're, could intimidate her and get the money. You're rolling up there with your crappy high point or whatever, thinking that you're yeah. going to get one over on this lady? She has seen some stuff, okay? Yeah. Only took two shots, too. Dropped him like a bad habit. <laughs> right. You know what I read? She said to him right after that. What's that? Got you. <laughs> We're getting closer and closer to number one. The Scott hey, Robbins trifecta Casey, top three of the day up to number two. Number two. Uh, the Pentagon is denying UFO evidence yet again. Yeah, there are no plans right now to release videos of U.S. fighter jets shooting down unidentified flying objects over North America. This happened last month, by the way. Footage of the high-altitude objects and the takedown of these objects do, in fact, exist. That's according to the DOD. Imagery of the flying objects remains, they said, classified. Have not received any information to the potential timeline on the change in classification. Last month, U.S. jets shot down the Chinese spy balloon. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Off the coast of South Carolina. At least three mysterious UFOs were also reported to have been blasted out of the sky over Alaska and remote parts of Canada. But we don't need to know about it right now. Mm-hmm. Well, Keep an eye on that one. One of those, wasn't that the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigades thing? Correct. It was like $12 balloon that they put up there. Yeah. Yeah. They got their thing shot down. Yeah. I think they were trying to escape us. (laughs) (laughs) Cable TV, they saw Biden went, we're not coming here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Now, on with the countdown. Yes. The Scott Robbins trifecta, the top three of the day, according to Scott. One. Uh, opening day is coming up in Major League Baseball, and I know, Scott, you're very excited about it, even though Major League Baseball hates your guts. No, that's all right. Mm-hmm. I got love-hate with them, too. You're so. involved in this mm-hmm. twisted, abusive relationship <laughs> with Major League Baseball. I've got battered fan syndrome. So at Coors Field in Denver, they got a lot of homeless people uh, living on the streets. And Yeah, I didn't even know this, but yeah, apparently it, it's terrible there. Yeah, they're they're, well, yeah, it's the same thing across the country, wherever you have light and love liberals running things, you have a lot of drug abuse and people living on the streets. It just, it, it happens that way. 
The classic enablers. Yeah, and so they're getting rid of homeless camps outside of Coors Field. Of course. Yeah. I mean, hey, there's money to be made, so let's get right. these we people got pe- out of We there. got people coming to town to spend some money. We can't be having this anymore. And homeless people are mad about it, you say. Yeah, there's. Uh, it's drawing some very criticism. Uh, the Colorado Rockies said, hey, hey, we can't do business like this. And apparently they agreed it's disgraceful and they're not trying to solve the problem, said Grant Francis, an advocate. He's got a group that provides meals on every Monday for those experiencing homelessness. They're just trying to provide some optics to make it look like they're trying to do something. Homeless advocates like him say, well, the the issue is this. What we need to make this work is food, water, warmth. Uh, we also need trash pickups. We need uh, we need to have immediate housing for these folks, and we need to provide bathrooms. No, you need law enforcement to tell yeah. people you can't if set up a I'm tent there. It's, it's that's it. My kids or my family to a major league baseball <laughs> game, and I paid an average of fifty bucks a ticket. I'm not stepping over hypodermic <laughs> needles and people barking at me to go into the stadium. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. And then the question is, where are they moved to? Is it in front of some business, some mom-and-pop restaurant mm-hmm. that now is not going to get business? You know, that's always the question. Well, moving to the Broncos. They're not playing right now. <laughs> they play moving back out again. <laughs> I don't know. There are different cities that solve I this know, fast. I know, I know. Well, yeah. And there are others, and it, David's right. I mean, you look at the worst problems. What is the one thing that's in common in every single one? Mm-hmm. It's far less far left leadership. Yes, always. Yeah, in Denver, that's for sure. Yeah. And the thing is, man, I think, and you've said this before, David, it probably comes from a good place in people's heart. Okay. Mm-hmm. But after years and years of the problem getting worse and worse and more people understanding, well, I'll just go there because I can continue to live this way. When do you ever wise up and say, this isn't working? We have to do something completely different. Instead of enabling people. Well, I remember the free, need, the free needles program was going to yeah. solve it. I'll never forget when they started that in Seattle. You're like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. And then uh, leaders were shocked that it got worse. I know. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. And there you have it. <laughs> I always like the line. It's in Seattle and Portland. You can't get a plastic straw, but you can get a needle. Yes. So just yeah. drink your Diet Coke through a hypodermic. Right. And they're out there screaming, white supremacy is the reason all of our problems. So, okay, okay, all right, sure, whatever you say. Yeah, good, okay. All right, let's job with the trifecta. All right, another news update straight ahead. And, of course, Nimrod's in the news. It feels like we've had a show full of them, but there's a few more to go. Coming up right here. Thank you. The Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, uh, I think we've learned a lot today, and we've heard a lot of idiocy uh, coming out of the Biden administration. One is the defense secretary. You know, that that guy that uh, Joe Biden can never remember his name, Lloyd Austin, saying no regrets, Mm -hmm. no regrets whatsoever about the withdrawal of Afghanistan, largest airlift in history. Yeah, no one's been held accountable for any of the debacle that we saw. No, no, I mean, I know we called it wrong pretty much every step of the way. But no, don't don't worry about that. No regrets, no nothing. And then we also learned the Interior Secretary, Deb Holland, can't answer basic questions about her job. 
about, it's astounding. About restricting mining operations in the United States before finding suitable replacements that don't involve China or Russia to pick up the slack. You know, I was thinking, Karine Jean-Pierre not answering the question about Biden's thoughts on gun confiscation was mm-hmm. something. But that piece of audio you had earlier, David, with the Interior Secretary mm-hmm. is the all-timer. When she's actually thanking the person asking the questions for giving her information about minerals in China. Yeah. I mean, here, here's part of that. Take that as a maybe. So are you aware that China produces more emissions than any other, co- any other country in the planet? I have probably read that somewhere. Are you also aware that China produces 90% of the world's plastic from four rivers? I will take that as... as have you, also, you also are aware that China is the biggest offender on legal fishing? Thank you, Chair. <laughs> have you read the Department of Interior Jeez. report on critical minerals dated December 17? December 17th of 2021? Uh, 2017. 2017. I have not read that full report from 2017. Are you aware that China controls by proxy production the supply chain of critical minerals that are critical to both the EV world and defense? Thank you for that information. Okay. You know, I guess maybe it was just... Wow. I don't know. Too far along the questioning. Maybe he just should have started with, all right, first of all, do you read at all? <laughs> Are you literate? Let me just ask you that question. Okay, now that we, okay, you do. But as far as the 2017 report on China, minerals, anything, do you know that report? You're all about green. You're all about climate. You're all about that stuff. You don't know this stuff about China? How much more carbon than the United States? Carbon emissions? India? Do you have any clue? Solar is good. Wind is good. Before you take this job. Electric cars are good. Before you take this job as a mechanic, do you know where the catalytic converter is? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that information, sir. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) What's a spark plug? I have not read the manual that far. Right. I don't know. I. That's astounding. Yeah. That started Nimrod's in the news. I'm just late. Go ahead. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. Well, okay, sometimes suitcases can look the same at the airport. Did somebody take the luggage? Was it by accident? Or did they do it on purpose? Mm-hmm. Or is that one kook in the Biden administration? Yep. They would steal the women's clothes and then wear them? Yeah. That was an all-timer. This has nothing really to do with that. It's a completely different story, but there's this dude in Atlanta, and it's a strange situation because he can't find his luggage, and then he figures it out because he has the AirTag app so he can know where the luggage went. Have some audio from this. Listen to this dude. I'm going to baggage claim and all that. I'm trying to look for my luggage. I'm standing there for like 
30-something minutes or so, not seeing it. And eventually, I pulled my phone out because I have an air tag in my luggage. After I seen that, it was not in the airport. It was actually in Grady. This okay, so then he goes to Grady. There's the guy wearing his clothes. No, God. God. Yes, listen. This silver one right here, I have a tracking device in here, and I tracked it here to you. And you have my shirt on. That's insane. <laughs> my shirt and my jeans. Dude. Yes. What are the odds they all fit? Wow. I know. The thief was wearing his stuff. The owner got all his stuff back. Thief was charged with theft, unlawful removal of baggage, and trespassing. Good. Goodness gracious. And that's Nimrod's in the news, and this is the Mark the Van Camp and Robin Show.